Knickknacks, number 16. Squirrels. As I was watching the squirrels in our backyard trying to access the bird food in the feeders, I was also checking my Facebook page. Squirrels must have been the topic of the day. There was a discussion of different colors of squirrels. Someone knew about a white squirrel in a backyard way down south. People in Omaha and Lincoln were talking about how they saw more black squirrels now than ever before. Generally, when I was a little girl, the black squirrels were in Iowa and all the ones across the river were brown. I don't know why the black squirrel crossed the river to Nebraska, but there was a bridge nearby and my uncle courted his future wife before the bridge by driving his Model A across the ice that covered that Missouri River in the winter. Maybe a black squirrel thought the squirrels on the other side of that watery fence were more attractive and crossed the ice one winter. Or maybe a car going across the ice or across a bridge dropped a trail of corn that sifted out as a car moved and the squirrel just followed the food. Perhaps somebody caught a couple of black squirrels and carried them across to Nebraska. Let me go on a little tangent here about colors. A gray squirrel apparently can be black or brown or reddish or even white. However, a blue dog could be the same color as a gray squirrel. A red steer could be the same color as a squirrel that's brown or a brown dog. A yellow dog can actually be white, as in Labradors. So when we're talking about colors, we're talking about colloquial colors, not real colors and not scientific colors. So black squirrels are gray squirrels. Brown squirrels are gray squirrels. White squirrels, though rare, are not albino. They are gray squirrels. Now, back from that little aside. My thoughts about squirrels became directed toward the differences among gray squirrels because posters on Facebook claimed that the black squirrels were mean and aggressive. One person posted that squirrels may be aggressive with humans who threaten their food. Anyway, I decided to find out about kinds of squirrels and how the different kinds and maybe colors are related. Now, when I was in high school in biology class, we were learning about the taxonomy of living things. Like the rest of us, I didn't absorb much about it, so the learning was low level. I decided to ask my brother who knows all things well, he does know a lot, especially about science, but, well, you know, sibling rivalry. He told me all squirrels where we lived were in the same family. Well, I knew they were rodents. Now, my dad had said that crossbreeding animals across the tax categories of taxonomy was differentiated by whether or not those animals could reproduce viable life. For example, you can crossbreed a horse and a donkey to get a mule 
but mules are sterile after one generation. That's not viable. I've seen claims that a zebra can be crossed with either a horse or a donkey. I can't remember the result, but I know the resulting animal was defective in some way, not viable. I decided to do some Googling. This wasn't important enough for me to do library reference. I found that there were several kinds of squirrels. Gray squirrels, which I call tree squirrels, flying squirrels, red squirrels. Most red squirrels are also gray squirrels, except for those in Great Britain and those in the far northern part of North America. They're not the same. They're becoming extinct in Great Britain. Anyway, also fox squirrels, chipmunks, brown squirrels, prairie dogs, and marmots. I know for sure that the last two don't hang around in our backyard. All of these are steerids in taxonomy, but most of them do not crossbreed, like prairie dogs and squirrels, obviously. Squirrels, perhaps being colorblind, at least the squirrels that I'm talking about, the tree squirrels, apparently don't see a difference among themselves. I wondered if the different colors of squirrels were breeds of squirrels, like breeds of dogs. I read on the internet that flying squirrels can mate with tree squirrels. I asked my brother about this, and he said they could, but when they try to go from tree to tree, they crash land. Fox squirrels and tree squirrels can reproduce at least according to a scientific study by the British. Their black color squirrels originated from a cross between a tree squirrel and a fox squirrel in America. This had to involve DNA testing because I can't imagine a Brit hiding in a tree somewhere trying to observe mating squirrels. Somehow, anyway, the offspring got on a ship to cross the ocean. That has to be an assumption. It could have been that the offspring was hiding in someone's airline luggage. I'm sure the British study implied careless Americans. They like to blame stuff on us. I suppose we've established that the colors of tree or gray squirrels, which are black, brown, reddish, gray, and even white, are simply an inherited coloration. I wonder if all these squirrels have different color skin under their fur. I guess a squirrel eater might know. My original premise when thinking about squirrels and their different colors was of all the different pigmentations of humans. Like squirrels, we shouldn't distinguish the underlying personality, muscularity, or abilities of one human to another no matter the color. Squirrels don't even care if other squirrels have long tails or long legs or wiggly noses or flat ears. Those are just things that occur, but they don't differentiate and have preferences toward one squirrel or another. If a particular group of squirrels are really mean, it's probably because they don't like the food or don't have the food. 
I think the thing is humans. If humans don't like their food or don't have sufficient food, they might feel a little bit mean too. And yet, most of them don't. Most of them are kind and caring. Squirrels might be classified in taxonomy to the same degree of humans, but I didn't take the time to figure that out. Dogs and cattle, at least to my knowledge, must have another layer of taxonomy, or maybe it's just breed. Dogs are various sizes and various physical characteristics, and they all crossbreed. So can bovines. There are Hereford cattle, Angus cattle, Holstein cattle, all of which are close in size, but quite different in muscle mass and appearance. And then there are buffalo or bison, which really are different from cattle. They belong to another family in taxonomy. But man can breed a buffalo with a cow and get viable life. Well, actually death, because the only reason that crossbreeding occurs is to get beefalo meat. This would not be a normal practice for buffalo. It would require human intervention, human artificial insemination. I've never tasted beefalo. I don't think I'd like meat that comes from lumpy animals. Okay, I'll admit it. I haven't learned anything new about squirrels, and I'm stuck with what I already know. Now, I would like to have a pair of black squirrels in my backyard, but catching a squirrel, let alone a specific squirrel or squirrels, would be an extremely difficult, if not dangerous, task. I know squirrels can be tamed enough to eat from a person's hand, but one should probably be aware of the fact that they might have rabies or some other disease, like bubonic plague. I know squirrels are cute when they are not at or on a bird feeder, but squirrels are rodents, and for me that puts them on a par with mice and rats. I'm not going to eat any meat that comes from animals with buck teeth either. I don't know that I've ever thought about taxonomy before, and I probably will not think about it again. It's just as well that I didn't learn that much about it. Here's some jokes, though. What do you get when you cross a sheep with a buffalo? You get sheer terror. Can you cross an antelope with a cow? Well, maybe, but milk production would jump up and down. What if you cross a prairie dog with a squirrel? He'd probably bark himself up a tree. Can you cross a squirrel with a beaver? Yes, you can. You'd get a damn squirrel. We've had over a solid week where I live that have been cold, damp, and foggy. The sky has fallen. I find it distracting to not be able to see the horizon. Our horizon is blurred by the fog, and there's no definition between land and sky. There's snow on the ground, so everything is dismal. Everything is white, but feels dark. A possible snowstorm is predicted in the next day, and if the wind blows, it'll be even worse. I will barely be able to see the trees in the yard, 
Yet, in spite of some dark days, this is where I feel I belong. When we travel to Minnesota, I'm spooked by all of the trees. I wonder what's behind them. More trees? Wild animals? Monsters? People from Minnesota tell me there are flowers behind the trees. Okay. On the other hand, I love the mountains, at least the Rockies. Yes, they do make the horizon closer, but as you go upward on them, the sky becomes bigger and bigger, and suddenly the horizon is either miles and miles of flat plain or another mountain. Most of the time, it's easy to find both. I've seen both of the oceans, but going east toward the Atlantic seems to be either lots of trees or cities. I understand that inhabitants of cities are comfortable with the steel and concrete that seems to protect them, but I prefer the infinite ceiling of the sky. Cities exist west of the Mississippi, but skyscrapers are in small clumps, and the outdoors of the sky and horizons can be found in a short time, even in the cities of California. So give me a home where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom is heard a discouraging word. Cause what can an antelope say? I can't imagine living in a tree like squirrels. In the summer, I wouldn't be able to see much beyond the leaves. In the winter, the view would be great, but it'd be very chilly. I like the views in Nebraska. Someone from a city told me she thought it was scary to be able to see for miles, as though the earth didn't end. To me, that's the entire point. Humans form opinions and make laws about how they interact with one another. Humans believe they are free to interrupt the natural order of other living things as well as the natural order of humans. That zebra and horse, that buffalo cow, and the offspring of each were the product of man's interference. Horses and squirrels of different color interact naturally, but man forms opinions and makes laws about relationships among other people of different color. Man tries to control what animals eat. Humans feed the squirrels just to watch them. The squirrels don't care, just don't mess with their nuts. The relatively small number of buffalo or bison that remain on the earth are fed according to man's supervision. The current practice of crossing a buffalo with a cow is not the natural order of things. Regarding the buffalo, humans are just messing with their taxonomy. Life, at least life with legs and wings, or wings, naturally live in suitable environments with little regard to the horizon. Buffalo, when they roam free, were established in a suitable environment to acquire food. When man came along, their existence was threatened. Now man has to supervise them. 
This discussion leaves many blanks, and I'm hoping a few people will find seeds in those holes to spurn additional thought. This is Jane Nelson O'Leary. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again for more thoughts, memories, and echoes that exist in the corners of my mind, even if they are somewhat attention deficit. <laughs>